0: Everybody, here we are. Hope you enjoyed the nice weekend. It was Father's Day. It was Juneteenth yesterday and uh, so I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, not everybody had a three day weekend. Here's what I got did. for Father's
1: Day. What'd you get? Honey. Honey, Do oh, you do. have anything to say before? I think I crinkled the shirt. A little yeah, bit. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have anything to say before football season? Hey, that's so such nice. a that's such a that, Your wife that's got, a got you that uh, wife and kids. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's that's a fact Um, when football season starts you should be like man, that's it. I am
0: don't expect
1: no conversations like for it used to be NBA season for me. It's like you got anything to say you got anything to do. Let's get it in before October because from October to June. I am unavailable. Yeah, just
2: mentally physically and emotionally. (laughs) Yes, don't be telling me about how your day went. No one cares. (laughs) Did you,
1: did you do anything exciting for Father's Day? No, yeah, we went to the pool, had uh, my mom and my in-laws over, low-key day. We, we kept yeah. it real chill. It was All nice. Right.
0: Anybody else? We got nobody else. Oh, Earl's dad. He back there. Is Earl back there, or is he, he goes wherever he goes? Earl's here. Earl's here. Earl, yes, did you me. do anything exciting for Father's Day?
3: Uh, spent some time with my cousin. Shout out to my cousin Terry, who got m- married. Had his wedding reception Saturday. Uh, spent some time with my children. It was It was a great time. By the way,
0: secretly, I hope, you know, I got to call Earl out because, you know, he's he's playing all nice guy right now. But Terry, no offense, but uh, Earl said he's predicting your divorce within a year. That's what he said to me before the
3: show. <laughs> what is he? What is he, G Bush or something? Here's another thing, boy. Yeah. I'm officiating my first wedding in September. Oh.
0: oh. Did you get the uh, accreditation already?
3: I'm doing it now. It's very
0: easy. I got that. And all right, well, if you need any tips, let me know. I am a professional. I, I don't know how I feel Professional about preacher.
2: That. I don't know how I'm not.
0: I'm not renewing my values. My let me tell you something. To. No. I'm gonna get I'm get, uh, This is unusual for me, but I'm gonna get very cocky right here. Oh, <laughs> very unusual for me. Yeah, well, really Jason. Yeah, <laughs> those who attended the wedding of Jonathan and Elise Peterson. I had half the wedding. I would say came up to me and said, that was the best officiating wedding. Best wedding I've ever been to in my life.
2: Because you was remixing up I there. I killed it. You you cursed three times? No, I didn't. I <laughs> you, didn't curse. You called you called the bridesmaids all losers for <laughs> not being in shape. <laughs> that would that would have all
0: been <laughs> funny. But no, I did and I and I didn't curse cursing is my thing, but I did not curse. I don't think I cursed at all. <laughs> did you wear a suit? Uh yeah. I think you, I wore you, tux, had a, you had you had this you had a tux? One? Tux. Wow. I can't remember if I had a tux or just a regular suit, but I yeah,
1: I, mean, I was dressed up appropriately for a wedding. I feel like for, I mean, no offense for yeah. marriage. It should be like someone with some credibility like, like I standing mean, up there. I I, mean, I let need. me tell you
0: something. I have more credibility than most religious leaders. I'll tell you that. No <laughs> you doubt about it. At I least mean. I keep it real and I'm honest. Well, about you will. What does this mean you're clergy? If you can marry, I'm somebody- technically clergy. Yes, I'm a uh, a reverend. <laughs> reverend of the way I am a reverend from the, the universal
1: church of life. Hey, or something Like crap. that. Hey, yes. we,
0: want, we want to bring in them. Mount- I've been accredited by the state of the great state of Ohio.
2: Mount Island Baptist Church. Second Episcopalian. And by I'll the way, if the you want me to marry you,
0: I'm in a lot of money, though. I spent a lot of time preparing for Jonathan's wedding. Well, he was a friend. Like he, he was a, a friend. So friend. I did it for free. Yeah. And I of course, I love him and I yeah. love his wife. Yeah, but uh, and I had a great time and oh, I'm no, glad he, it was really you, special you, for them You did that for free, bro. Of course, he's a good friend. He I, had he had a budget. What are you talking about? I would never even consider taking money. But uh, I, but I did spend a time I spent a lot of
2: time preparing mm-hmm. for that wedding. Did he have alcohol there? Yeah, but did you I'm don't free? drink. No. Did you get a special meal of any sort? just I mean, whatever. I got,
0: I got the same food everybody
2: else got. It was delicious. You know what he what Jonathan should have did and I'll tell him when I see him. Yeah. He should have put you on the grooms men's list with the gift.
0: I uh, he did. He did give me a gift.
2: There you go. Well, he that's that gift. that's the way to work. He it gave out. me
0: Actually a really nice gift. It was like baseball related. It was pretty cool.
2: I was losing my faith yeah. in white people for a second. <laughs> I was losing my favorite oh, like, don't on. ever do that. Yeah, I it'd be certain etiquette. It'd be, oh it be certain things like, listen, like people don't understand. Let you be in a let, let you be in a bar and you going around and somebody buy around. And then you be they be looking around like, listen, it is an unwritten rule. You know what it is. Don't be getting lost. Don't be running outside to the bathroom.
1: That turn? next
2: round is yeah. on your pocketbook. You <laughs> might as well yeah. get that credit card out right now. And don't be getting it's equal or lesser value. Do not be out here. If you got a shot, you have a shot coming Trading up. Trade the shot for a ultra- <laughs> speaking, speaking of no. appropriate etiquette, what do you do no.
0: when you go to a restaurant and you're picking up food to go?
1: Do you
2: tip? Do you I tip
0: less. tipping
1: is out of control in this country. It it's is.
2: friggin' nuts. I, 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 I all depends on how I, I had feeling. this conversation
1: yesterday. If oh. I
2: had to go pick it up and I had to walk in and I had to get it out of the car, then I had to swipe my stuff and possibly stand in line because other people's in front of me. No, I'm not giving you a tip. See, you I don't really a do tip nothing. because I
0: feel like if I don't, they're gonna say, well, Adam, the bull came in here and he didn't tip. I don't care about that. I don't I, care. I care about it. I think it's ridiculous. Now, with a waiter or waitress, those people are, you know, making slave wages basically. They get paid nothing. Yeah. And, and every time I, by the way, I went into a restaurant this for, for Father's Day and the service was terrible. I'm not gonna say what a restaurant was. The service was terrible and somebody said, well, you know, they're understaffed. Well, for, I'm never, go- I'm gonna assume that if you're understaffed at a restaurant, it's because you pay like shit. You know what, pay the waiters and waitresses
1: a real salary and they'll they'll come work for and you. And then the food prices will double. Like it's it's just a catch twenty two. Like you're gonna ah, pay for whatever. it. Whatever. That's gonna bullshit. Pay for, you're either gonna pay for it on the menu or in the tip. One or the other. You're gonna. I pay give for
0: good it. with a waiter waitress. I give good yeah, tips. I do too. The, you I'm know. a good
1: tipper. Yeah, I'm a really good tipper. But, but like, when
0: I go to pick it up, I feel like that's I shouldn't I, have to I tip, agree. But I do. I mean,
1: we were. I took AJ to Columbus last week. Yeah. And we went to like a Grader's. And there was, a, like, she wanted to make sure that I saw that there was a place to tip. I'm like, I know. you scooped one scoop of ice cream and put it in a cone. I know. You did your job. I know. Whenever I go to Mitchell's, tip. I give a tip. I don't, hey. I, no, I'm done. Hey. I'm done with He's it. Done? I'm done. Just, you know. No, I'm
4: actually with Jason. And Now, Mitchell's or an ice cream place may be a little different because there's actually an act of the person doing something. They did they their job. But, like, at convenience stores, I went and I bought... Like snacks, like a bag of chips and salsa. The day at the convenience store, no, paid I don't on give the square, and, and I was like, "Do you want to leave a tip? A, a tip for what? The the cashier literally, and this is not a – yeah. Not a no. cash, they did literally nothing. Yeah. I got the chips, I got the salsa, yeah. I paid, I tapped. Now,
2: no, you want a fifteen percent tip I, that, for what? I'm not going that far. I don't tip now. I, I don't know if Earl feel this way, but yeah. here here's the thing. So like, this may seem crazy, but I'm gonna give y'all a perspective. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I go to a restaurant. And I take inventory and be looking around. I'm like, man, I'm the only black person here. You'd be like, this is a decent restaurant, right? So I always automatically come in with this stigma, being like, I got a tip for my whole culture, like, I like, I don't. <laughs> the racist. Yeah, like, like, the I whole racist. The right whole, on your tip. I, It's on my tip. So that that might be the last and first time they ever seen a black person in that spot. <laughs> And I don't want them saying, "Man, I ran across this dude. He didn't tip, so I'll be tipping for all the people that feel like it's okay to just leave your change." That's a lot
0: of pressure right there. Don't don't
2: leave your change on the table and think that's a tip. I'll be over tipping. people like, bro, so the bill was only twelve bucks.
3: You feel the same way, Earl? I say that that's that's part of it because really, you don't know who you run across. Let's just be honest. There's some people who are racist. Some people are not. And you don't want to do anything that's going to fit that right. that stereotype or 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 that nah. status quo of you. But a few things for me when it comes to tips: if a waiter or a waitress walks up and they introduce themselves and they tell me their name, okay, now I'm finna overtip you. If yeah. you if you are attentive to me without me having to call you over to my table, yeah, then yeah I'm gonna make sure I tip you. But I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, I just gotta it's, make sure I'm handling my right. business. Right?
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I just I, it's one of them things like. And let me know if you feel that way. I'm just saying it just made yeah. me. I'd be like, "Yo, I, I have to overtip." Do you
1: ever do the Roundup like it, Dicks? Roundup for our playground? Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I think it's a scam. I, I don't get think. stuck it every time I go to Taco Bell. They're like, round up for the school kids." Nope. <laughs> I
0: always say nope. yes. I'm gonna say sucker. no. I'm, I'm like, no okay. Every everybody, damn sc- it's Rocky River. The kids have plenty of money. <laughs> right, those
1: little bastards. No, I say no. I real quick, are doing yeah. funny? I gotta tell you this. It's real funny. Yeah. Uh, I we where were we? We were not home. Yeah. And a salesman, door to door salesman, came to the door. People still do that. Huh? Yeah. And he was trying to. And my oldest was home, and he yeah. was trying to sell. He was dogging my ring camera, and he was yeah. trying. Oh, to sell they something. came to your
2: spot too.
1: Yeah. They came to my. So, so go ahead, came, tell the story. So I'm watching on the ring camera while he's dogging the ring camera and saying, "This is nice, but it can't do this or it can't do that." and i i like hit the microphone i forget i think we were at dinner I and i said hey this. our ring is just fine and I killed that off yeah, well basically <laughs> yeah. and my old and like my my wife's like oh you have just no tact whatsoever <laughs> you are just mean to everyone Facts. i'm like but obviously look at our like this this kid is not buying this house that we're living in. <laughs> he has no control to yeah, make know, any that's sort of pretty decision. Stupid. Why are you trying to sell him? He's 21. The dude? <laughs> Why are you trying to sell him? It's so crazy. I basically told him to F off and yeah, get off my nice. get off my porch. That's
2: crazy, Jason. He came in and was disrespecting his ring. And I'm just like... While I'm watching on the ring. I'm just in there. He's like, yeah, your ring is cool, but we let me, let me show you these packages. and I could get you together on this ADT. You don't got the new... I said, bro, do you understand that I might be one of the only... Black people that's going to pay for $30 a month for this ring. You'll tell me I'm going to upgrade me to $79.99. Uh, uh, no, listen. No, I'm not. You lucky this matter of fact, in the three weeks, this is about to be off. <laughs> yeah, right. A couple of weeks, that ring going to be out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. We've been having some fun. Live. We're going to continue
0: to have some fun. But we're going to switch it up, talk some sports. Later, we've got a few different ba- interesting basketball topics to get to, including potential trades involving Jared Allen. And Mike has created a, a new game. I don't know if it's a game or just a, a something where he's going to rank based on Bill Simmons' list of... Bill Simmons does the list where he ranks all the NBA players in terms of their trade value. Not who's the best player, but it's one through whatever in terms of who's got the most trade value and so forth. Mike's going to do a version for Cleveland athletes, for Cavs, Guardians, and Browns, all in one list. Who would... Ter- Get the biggest return in a trade of any of the Cleveland players? I think it's debate. I don't know if there's even a clear number one. Maybe there is. Maybe you guys think there is. We'll see if Mike thinks there is. That's coming up a little bit later. But we begin with the Guardians, Mike.
4: We do. And two significant breakthroughs this weekend in terms of
0: the Guardians. We're going to split Uh, these. I was sending it to you because I thought you had a read. But, you know. Uh, Yeah, you know what? That's a great
4: point, Bull. And we do have a read today. And our first read is colleague. Nope, not colleague. Yes, yeah, screw Reeds. You know what? Screw it. All right, let's pass We'll do on Reeds later. He we, threw me off my game. Two big breakthroughs. Sorry. Let's start with Bo Naylor. We're talking McKenzie next. But Bo Naylor did make his debut
0: this yeah. weekend for the Guardians. He's still yet to get a hit, but the bats did wake up. Yeah, I think he's got about 14, 15 at bats going back to last year. He did get on base with a walk. Uh he got caught. First of all, it was an it was odd. It was it was not a great weekend for the Guardians. It's not been a great week after they'd been playing better. They lost 4-6 or on the road trip out west, lost 2-3 or to San Diego, salvaged the final game, lost 2-3 or to Arizona, salvaged the final game on Sunday before yesterday off, and now they come home to play, as we all know, a terrible Oakland team who had their nice week where they had a winning streak and now they're back to losing again. Uh, A couple of things that that was odd from this weekend. They they finally DFA Mike Zanino, which we've been talking about, I've been screaming about for a couple of weeks. But they didn't have... Bo Naylor ready to be in the big leagues. Like, that is very confusing. I, I don't understand why you uh, – obviously, it wasn't a big deal, but why would you ever play a man down? Uh, they had to know that uh, – unless something happened with Zunino just out of the blue and they weren't going to do it and they just in the last minute were like, we got to get rid of them. That seems unusual, though.
1: I don't understand why they didn't have Bo Naylor ready to go. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they needed the extra roster spot for the spot start for two games but I guess that wasn't necessarily the no, case. No, they went without a
0: 26th uh, a man for one day. Yeah,
1: I I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Bo Naylor, I said 100 times, he's not going to save the season. Should this have been done a month ago? Yeah, yeah. probably. But I don't know that Bo Naylor's the difference in winning and losing this division. No. But it is nice to get him up here at least, give him a chance, see what he's got. We saw Zanino. We saw there was nothing there. Yeah. They were as patient as they could with him. It, it hurts an organization like this to flush $6 million. That's a That's a hit. But right now it's sort of baked into the cake, and there's yeah, I mean, nothing what are you going to do, do about it? Yeah. So let's let's Mo- see what he can do. More shocking on June twentieth.
0: These are both shocking things that don't often happen in baseball, that are both happening today on June twentieth or at this point. That the American League Central leader, the Minnesota Twins, are under five hundred. That's unbelievable. Or. That Luis
1: rise of the Miami Marlins is hitting 400. That's got to be the That's most crazy. That, that comes around once in forever.
0: And he's had. He's All had, those things are I mean, I don't know. When's the last time a first-place team was under 500 this late in the he's season? He's had
2: like four or five hit games or something like yep. that in one month. It's, I don't know if it's one month. but th- 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 I heard a stat that said yeah. th- th- he basically if he does it again, he'll have the record for most five hit games. He'd be tied with like three game. other guys. Yeah. Like I think it's like.
1: Ichiro and Ted Williams or whatever. That's I think crazy. what's most incredible about what Arise is doing is the fact that he just changed leagues. These are all new pitchers. Yeah. And so many times we talk about it when a guy changes leagues, there's an adjustment period. And, you know, that first year, a lot of times their numbers dip a little bit because they got to figure out all new pitching. Right. He has not missed it. I'm beat. rooting
0: for him. I mean, there, the last batter to hit over 380 was Larry Walker, I think in 99 or 2000, 2001. Uh, then Gwynn was the last guy to hit over 390. Tony Gwynn, I think, finished three hits shy of hitting 400, maybe four hits, something like that, maybe even less than that. Um, but anyway, it's very rare. But in terms of – I mean, the American League Central, I, I was trying to find a stat. It, it was I, I couldn't find it through Google. Maybe I didn't put the right things in there. Of a team at the All-Star break being in first place under 500. And, and can, Not we can, that we're at the All-Star break yet, but we're not that far away. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it hasn't happened often now. It's different now because you have the divisions are smaller than they used to be, you know, so it, it would have had to have happened in the last like 20, 20 30 years. years but yeah, I don't remember even this late in the season. I don't remember the first place pe- team being under 500. Yeah, we've got research people. I could ha- I could get. Yeah, I'd love to that. know because I can't I, I would guess it's never happened before. Maybe, you know, this late this division's hideous, but I look at the Guardians guys and you look at the next couple of weeks before we get back to bone Naylor.
1: Their schedule is very favorable. Oakland, Milwaukee, then they're out on the road. The Cubs, right? Yeah. I mean, the Cubs are playing, oh, you know. Kansas City? I thought it was Chicago. They have, Maybe I got that wrong.
0: They have, I think they have 19 games left before the break. I think it's 19. Wow. And, that that,
2: that kind of crept up. And
0: 10 of the 19 are against Kansas City and Oakland. They have two series with Kansas City, one with Oakland. Milwaukee, who's okay. Yeah. The Cubs, who are eh. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Braves were good, yeah. but that's it. You're playing two. You know, Brewers and the Brewers and the Cubs are the same level as the Guardians. The, the Royals and the A's are the two worst teams in baseball. You're playing them ten of the next nineteen games. They need the Guardians, who are I think what uh, four under or five under. I can't remember now.
4: They're five under. 30, They're five three under. And
0: thirty-eight. So in these last nineteen games to be over five hundred, you'd have to go what uh, if they go thirteen and six? They'd be over. They need. To, they need to have this. Twelve. They, they need to go thirteen and six, and that's not too much to ask with the, who they're playing. That should be
2: gravy. Games. That 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 should be gravy. If you playing the A's, you playing the Royals, they got to win you, eight of those you, ten games. You got to yeah, you got to beat up on those teams because yeah. I'm a, I look at it like this: this is going to tell me whether or not they're they're actually going to be. I still think they're pretenders a little bit, but this is show me whether or not they're really really pretenders because if you can't stretch games together against these bad teams. That just shows me that you are way below the other top teams, especially in the, in the, uh, in the East. So for me, I'm look. You got to take eight out of ten out, of, especially with those two guys. And that's what baseball is about. You may not be up to the to the upper echelon, and you may not be able to compete head to head in a lot of those games. But the series that you playing lesser opponents, you gotta beat them, and then you can yeah. at least buffer some of that. Jason,
0: I look at uh, the American League as a whole, and I don't see one team that can't be beat. And as, as much as I think the Guardians right now are well below Texas and Houston and and Boston and Baltimore and and, and most of the American League, like the best teams in the American League right now are, have been Texas, Tampa, and Baltimore. Yeah. And none of those rosters are like look like amazing rosters. I mean, they're they're all playing well. I give them their credit, but Tampa Bay's lost half their pitching staff. They're doing it with mirrors to some degree. They'll find more. They'll find more. There's but witchcraft like, going on It's in not like any of those teams are some unbeatable team. Like the Astros last year in the playoffs felt like an unbeatable team. Yeah. And, I, you know, and they turned out to be unbeatable. There's not a team like that this year. And as unlikely as it seems, if the Guardians do improve their roster and play up to their capabilities, I don't think it's impossible for them to make a run in the playoffs. As much as I don't think they're very good right now, because I don't think the top would I pick them to win a series against Tampa? No, or but no, I wouldn't. But I don't think it's impossible if they improve the roster to beat those teams. What
2: what is their capabilities? Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't, I don't see them as a really high ceiling team. Guardians? Yeah. I mean, listen.
0: Oh, when I said play up to their capabilities, I mean. if, if, say Do if I think they have a high ceiling? No, but it's higher than it is than
2: they've played at. They would have to say the Orioles or the Red Sox or the Rays, they would have to have a bad series. And the Guardians would have to play their Sure, but that teams. happens.
1: I mean, that happens, right? Like It happens all the time. In, Tampa yeah. feels like they're in a class above everybody else, as far as I'm concerned. And, and it's not a lot of household names, certainly. But just the way that entire organization is structured, they get the absolute most out of it. They're almost like the Miami Heat of baseball. It feels. It's like It's a good comparison, and they just it's like how are they doing? They this? You just, look at the
0: roster; you're not that impressed. They
1: squeeze everything that they can get out of these guys, and they lose a guy, and you think, okay, that's it. And then two more come up, and I, I just to me that's the class of the of the. Now that doesn't mean they're not they're not unbeatable, but I I certainly would think the Guardians yeah. would have a hard time going head to head with them.
0: The the Tristan McKenzie issue. Uh, if he's yeah. out for the year, if, I, so uh, Hoynesy apparently said. What did Hoynes say exactly? I don't want to misquote. Mike, do you have the exactly what he said in that article? Let me
4: find it. But I had saw a tweet this weekend that McKenzie, if anyone didn't see, got sent back to the IL with elbow soreness, which is never good. Which is never good, and a lot of times that leads to Tommy John surgery. And I, I'll find the exact tweet. But um, as I was scrolling through Twitter, Paul Hoynes, he's with Cleveland.com. He's going to be out
1: a while, regardless. I mean, this is not a this is not a ten day thing. You wonder if it changes their plan in terms of trade. I don't, think it can. I don't think it can. I'm actually going to write about that. I think this week. right. But let's face it. If they don't have Bieber or McKenzie the rest of the year, they can't win anything. Well, They don't got McKenzie. He
0: not win. I think they may shut him down. Even if he don't have surgery. Uh, I guess it depends what the injury is. I mean, he's going to be out for a while, but I mean, it doesn't look promising right now.
1: But this, this is an organization. They try to win every year. They compete every year. They try to win every yeah. year, but they are so dependent on, the lifeblood of the farm system and keeping things going and keeping things going, I don't think they can risk not trading Bieber, especially if he is the number one piece on the market right now, which all indications are they are, although I have to think the White Sox are going to pull the flag at some point and make Giolito available, but still, that's only two. The reality is that Marcus Stroman of the Cubs is pitched better than both those guys. Are they going to make him available? They should. Are they going to? I don't know. So all the indications right now are that Bieber is going to be probably the best pitcher on the market. If yeah. that's the case, yeah, I think yeah. you have to sell because there are enough red flags around Shane. And we've talked about the velocity before, and there just, there's no room for error with him and he's not the same pitcher that he was. Other teams know that. So that drops his value. What increases his value is the fact that he's the, but he's still the best available. And yeah, there's, there's a the lot of scarcity of, of starting pitching yeah. a lot, a lot. You look at these contending teams, like, Maybe not
0: Tampa because they don't make that kind of trade. But but you look at Baltimore. Like, they could use a Shane
1: Bieber. You look at Texas. They could use a Shane Bieber. Yeah. You, I mean. Of course, you want to try and get him to the National League. Okay. Ideally. I mean, could the Dodgers trade for him? Sure. Oh, sure.
0: The do, Dodgers, they've had a shaky pitching staff with a lot of injuries this year. Do you guys think? Arizona. I mean, Arizona's a surprise, really yeah. good team. Yeah. Could, uh, could
2: Cincinnati? let's I mean maybe get crazy here. Cincinnati's like a game out of first right now. Are do the Guardians have the wherewithal like say for instance, like you said something and it just sparked my imagination. He says, you know, they try to compete every year. Do they have the wherewithal? Do you think to say, look, man, got off to a slow start. McKenzie's hurt. That's a huge part of what we are trying to do. The bats got Zanino. then 6 million went down the drain. Maybe it's the same our year this year. Well, I mean maybe this ain't that- the same us. That's probably true. The but the problem is, I mean, if you look
0: at it as a problem, the fact that division is that's so exactly. bad makes it complicated. Exactly. Right, right. If they were in any other division, there'd be no we'd just be talking about who they're trading yes. and what they can get. Yes. But either way, to me, when they trade Bieber, because I agree with you, I think even with Mackenzie's injury they're probably going to trade Bieber. And by the way, they could still win this crappy division without McKenzie and Bieber. Mm -hmm. That's how bad this division is. We've yet to see Gavin Williams. Right. Which he'll be up at some point this year. Right. Uh, For the most part, Bybee's pitched real well. Allen's been pretty good. You know, Savali's (laughs) been decent since coming off the injured list. Uh, You know, the bullpen overall has been better lately. The the reality is, though, they still got to trade Bieber for proven players. At least, at least guys who are ready to play in the majors. I mean, this laundry list of, of all these prospects, I, you talk about it being their lifeblood, and that's true. But it's too much at this point.
1: Well, like, and, and there's a way to do both. Yeah. Like the Bauer deal, they did both. You know, they they got and Clevenger also. Cleven, uh, what did Clevenger felt like more prospect? Oh, I guess they got Naylor. Naylor came up. Right. And, but in the Bauer deal, they got Franmill and they got Puig. So they got right. two bats to plug into the lineup right. immediately. And I feel like, I don't remember now off the top wow, of my head, I feel I like forgot they got to queue I, queue I in forgot.
0: I can't remember now the exact It deal. was
1: Cincinnati, San Diego, and Cleveland. Wow. I don't remember all the particulars. Yeah, 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 But there's a way to do both where you can get help for now and something for later. Right. And I just think if you lose that extra year of, of postseason control and you wait till next year to trade Shane, you've cut his value in half, if not more. They're going to trade him. I agree with you. You, you got to trade him now. And by the uh, way, McNuggets, I'm yeah.
2: using this same rationale with Donovan Mitchell. I love what you just said, Jason. Stay tuned.
1: Well, all right. Okay. I disagree with you on the Donovan thing, I think, but I want to hear you out. All right. I
0: think it's different. We'll get there. Um, in terms of Bo Nailer, I'm glad he's up. I agree with you that, he, you know, one, one guy alone, even if he plays great, but it was, a, it was a spot in the lineup that was a zero, and now you're hoping it's, it's now, now it's a, a half. It's <laughs> <Until> proven otherwise, <laughs> right? There, there's at least there's a high ceiling now at that position. At least there's hope. There's hope at that position. They still need other bats. They, I, I, you know, I've been through the mile straw thing a million times. Yeah. Like he's not a major league hitter. I've said it time and time again. I got to give me, I got to give credit to Naylor. I've never been a big Naylor guy. Uh, he's playing great. Yeah. Oh, gotta, he's holding you know, down. Now listen, he's, I still wouldn't use him against most lefties, but Overall, he's by far their second best player in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, And he's had a tremendous season. He's been very clutch,
1: a lot of big hits. He's never been a guy, like when I did the piece before the season on, guys yeah. I would extend right now, I didn't include him. He's never been like a long-term contract guy to me. Yeah. Maybe he's playing himself into that into that conversation. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do another one. I mean, what's his – I don't know if he's got another year before – What's if his value? Like, what is his value? Because he's
0: not a huge power hitter. He's limited with his abil- uh, inability to hit lefties. He's not good defensively. Yeah. But against he's, righties, he's a very good he's hitter. He's a
1: steady, everyday player. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he's a flawed everyday player. He's a strong player. side platoon guy, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't look at him as an everyday player, but playing is, the majority of is the a time. a DH, an everyday player? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a guy I, you I, want. I, but I'm never, like, even if I'm going to play him against lefties, I'm only playing him against shitty lefties. I'm not starting him against any quality lefties at all because he's not going to hit those guys. But against righties, his numbers against righties are high quality. Terrific. Terrific. You know, they're borderline all-star against yeah. righty. So if he can
2: get about, if he
1: got eight home runs now, if he gets 25, 26? Yeah. My soul, maybe I'm stealing a topic you can yeah. use later, but who's their, rep- who's their all-star representative? Prob- Zach, Zach? I, mean- I said klaus Zach said you could make a case for Naylor. Or, well, Ramirez, I mean, why would... I think I think is going to be the only one that they get. I mean, I don't know third base numbers off the top of my head. Well, uh, across the league. Well, yeah, it depends. I, I'm not thinking about the other I guys. Think we States had built
4: graphics there. for that last week. We had to scrap it because something else, Guardians, happened. It was You wanted, you wanted to rant about calling Bo Naylor up, and then it worked out. Remember, we had that actually as a topic last week. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit that later this week, but there is a case to be made for a couple guys to potentially be all-stars. I think they're only getting one. They I, certainly will not get multiple. Yeah, I mean...
0: They don't have any clear like none of their. I know Classe leads the league in saves, but he hasn't been great. It's compared to, comparatively speaking to what he was last
1: year, he has not right, been the right, same. Right. But if you just look at his numbers, yeah, he's an all
0: star. Comparatively, he's probably the top choice, and then Ramirez and Naylor. Uh,
1: There's no way they're getting three. They're not getting more than one getting guy. Getting I, I I, I'd, I'd one. be very surprised. Yeah.
0: Question for you guys,
4: real quick on Bo Naylor though: What is a fair expectation? for Guardians fans, for us, for anyone who's been clamoring for Bo to be called up, to have for Bo
0: Naylor now for the rest of the season? A reasonable, like, not crazy, I'd like to see him hit. I think reasonable, I'll say, for the rest of the year, it's about half the season, okay? little, I think we're a little more than half. We got a little less than half of the season is gone. Uh, I would say hit 250. That's right. I was 240
1: to 250 with 10 homers and 30 something ribbies. I was 240 to 250. He did that the rest of the way. I think he, he's got some speed. He can steal a couple bags. He's not gonna yeah. lead the league. He's not gonna have 30 steals. No. But he can he he can take the extra base when it's presented to him in the right situation. Yeah. I would say maybe eight home runs. 240. Eight home runs. 225. 12 home runs. 12 to 15. Uh, if he had twelve, if Bo Naylor had twelve to fifteen
0: home runs in ninety games, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean you got to think about. I it. mean, they have one player on pace for twenty homers. Yeah. One, even Naylor's not on pace for twenty homers. Yeah. I wouldn't care if he struck They have out two either. players on pace, I think, for seventy ribbies, which is just hideous. I don't know if you. I texted this to you guys, but I don't know if you saw this. At through the Guardians have played what seventy-one games, I think seventy-two. Whatever amount of games they played to this point. Hmm. Um, in 2001, through the same amount of games, Barry Bonds had eight less homers than the Guardians roster this year.
1: He was also taking horse testicles. Well, do we From know that Josh Naylor's
0: not taking horse testicles? I can look at him and
1: tell you he's not taking
0: horse All right, testicles. maybe he's hey, taking job hey, testicles. Hey, bro,
2: listen. <laughs> or I, big testicles. I'm going to tell you what, man. Yeah. I still don't understand it. That's the, greatest, that's the greatest feat I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. watching a dude not only hit that many home runs, but get intentionally walked. And with then this is loaded and then, loaded. that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Hey,
0: you listen, know, what we can that talk means. about steroids all we want. We know it factored in, but nobody else. Every, a lot of other guys are taking steroids and weren't hitting that many home runs. Still got to hit the ball. Right? Will it? What did he finish, what, what did he finish with that year? 70, 73, right? 73? And, 73, 73 or 74. And you
2: know, Bull, just yeah. th- there are times when as a hitter, you just miss a pitch. Like yeah. you can hit it hard. You just missed it. This dude never missed. He didn't walk three times. He standing up there taking 12 balls. Will the Guardians
0: hit more home runs than Bonds did in 2001? I'm going to say yes. Yes. 73?
1: 73? Yeah. Yes. It might come down to September. I think think
0: (laughs) they are about 10 home runs behind the Nationals for 29th place. Something like that. Are they 10? Can you look at that, Mike? What do you need? The home run team totals. How far are they behind the Nationals for, for 29th place?
4: Oh, it's not good. If you give me two seconds, I'm like of Washington. Here.
2: That, that's the problem, Bull. The their room for, in the playoffs—the room for margin is too slim. Yeah, I mean, it's just, ultimately, the smart <laughs>
0: move. I hate to give up on a season when you have a chance to win the division, and I still think the Guardians are going to win the division because I don't think anybody else is any good, and I think Frank Cone is a savvy enough manager to if and if they can make some improvement. But they're not going to make any short-term moves.
4: I got your numbers. You yeah, ready? Yeah, go ahead. The Guardians. Through 71 games, according to ESPN.com Major League Baseball statistics, yeah. are dead last in home runs with 46. That's the Washington Nationals, in 71 games, are second to last, 29th, with 54 home runs. Oh, okay, so they got so eight, eight more, more home runs than the Nationals. They got eight than behind the,
0: the second worst team in the league. I mean, that's that's crazy. And they
4: are 18 behind the third. How many Tampa hit?
0: A uh, Braves. Tampa have has. Now. Yeah, oh, Brit- Atlanta, Atlanta has
4: them? nine more than Tampa. Atlanta in 72 games has 126.
2: Jesus.
0: So how about this? Jesus. So Jose Ramirez leads the Guardians in home runs, right? You know where he'd rank on the Braves? Probably like seventh. Tied for seventh. Yeah, there you
2: go. He'd be tied for seventh in home runs on the Braves. But you, you just – listen, I understand. We love pitching and, and like, it's, it's good. No, it's got overboard. I know pitching wins games. But damn it, you can't win no games doing that, man. That's not nah, you can't if, be if, you, this bad like, power
0: wise. Horrible. They got, and that's why in the Bieber trade, they have to get somebody that can hit home runs. Got to like now. Will they do it? I don't know. Somebody proposed. Somebody texted in our one of our text chains, uh, trade with the Cardinals yesterday. That was Tyvus. Yeah, yeah. that was Tivis. What was that trade again? I got, I got a. It was
4: Shane Bieber for Tyler O'Neill, a prospect and a reliever. I think I never heard of. It was. I have it right here. It was Liberator. Matthew Libertor, Tyler O'Neill, and Moises Gomez. St. Louis's number twelve prospect.
0: Okay. Uh, on paper, that sounds. I've always been a big Tyler O'Neill guy. Now he's he's never completely lived up to his potential. However, he's a good defensive player, solid hitter, big time power, and he can run. Um, Matthew Libertor is a good pitching prospect who's already in the big leagues and doing, a, I think, a decent job. Uh, I don't know about the other kid. I'm not. I don't. I'm not familiar with him. But I would. I, I said yesterday in the text chain that I would do it, except Tyler O'Neill's not healthy right now. But if I'm playing for the future, the Cardinals make sense. Although I don't know that. The, I don't think the Cardinals That's would do I it. Said. They're so bad. That's what
1: I said. The Cardinals yeah. are so far back. Why would they? Why right would they do that right now, now
0: they're in a situation, not quite as bad as the AL Central. The NL Central is not great, but it's not as bad as the AL Central.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Guardians do anything until the deadline. Like you want to let this build. You want to let teams bid against each other and let the let the value grow there. So I don't think anything is imminent with Shane, but I don't think he's here beyond July 31st. Yeah, I mean you got to hit it. It's hard. You have to find a team that really needs a pitcher, but that has there are plenty. uh, Yes, but that has some major league hitting talent. Right. Right. Or you That's, could also, uh, again, the, I keep going back to the Bauer deal. It yeah. became a three-team deal. Yeah. It would not at all shock me if the Bieber trade evolves into something that looks like that, where it's three teams, yeah. and you get multiple pieces back. You get guys to help you now and something for later. Yeah, okay. I mean, that,
0: that would make some sense. And when I say a, a proven veteran, I don't want a guy who, you know, for this year's team, you're not trading for a Yasiel Puig, who's on the last year of his contract. Right, right. But – A guy who, even if the
1: guy's only got three years left, you know, uh, and that's a huge thing with these guys. Obviously, is control. But you know, I just wonder, and and we don't have any clear answers on this. Like, I don't don't know the answers to this, but what's the timeline here in terms of Dolans and Blitzer's David Blitzer? And and we've seen two hundred million dollar contracts given out in consecutive off seasons. Never thought I'd see that. Yes. So but yet the overall payroll has not going up. But 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 I, I think like we're seeing future money yeah. that I think is not gonna be the Dolan's problem. You right. know what
0: I mean? So it's an indicator that you think the payroll in whatever blitzer takes over will go yes, up. A good it's lunch.
1: an indicator that they're spending money that they don't have to worry about because and maybe I'm totally wrong on that. Maybe seven years from now well, I hope you're right. Maybe seven years from now it still look exactly as it does today. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. I think I don't have the exact timeline. But by just look at the contracts and the indications. I think that they're spending future money that the Dolans aren't going to have to pay. Right. That and Blitzer I, obviously gave an okay to. Yeah. And I so I just think. wonder yeah. how that impacts all of this. But, again, they target controllers, controllers, controllers. Right. How long do we control these guys? Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
3: Well, no.
4: Did you have one last point? I was ready to no, get read okay. that I was finally ready yeah. to get. You caught me off guard. for Maybe the first Sorry. time in – a year and three months i've been completely caught off i looked at my toes. i looked at my ad sheet and all these are old and not still current ads mm. and i was like crap i don't know what by the said. way mikey
0: mcnuggets is coming down to the little league game tonight uh no no help from those two slackers earl and anthony with you tonight you're doing it all by yourself and uh you know we're gonna be vi- you know videotaping hopefully we get a big win tonight the camera works So that's a big upgrade over last
4: year's adventure. We have a wireless mic. We're in a different
0: dugout than last year. We're in the opposite dugout. That's fine. We'll we'll be okay. But I'm expecting
4: Uh, a a big win from the Little League Raptors, the Rocky River Raptors. No, not the
0: Raptors. That was the basketball team. You guys are all the Raptors. Rocky River Raptors. swinging door. Swinging door, man.
4: Let's go. Swinging door. I'm expecting a big win. The camera will be out there. Yeah. And if you want to come, Come check out some great Little League baseball at Rocky River Field We got tonight. a
0: concession stand with burgers
4: and dogs. Bull says the hot dogs and the hamburgers are phenomenal. If you can't make it out to the Rocky River Swinging Door Little League game tonight, you can check out a USFL playoff game this That's weekend. Right. Our guy Boogie, in a win-or-die situation, made it. Except Boogie hurt his knee. He's getting an MRI right now, so he is not it on the show. But you can see Boogie, mm. hopefully, he will be back in healthy taking on whoever they're playing in the playoffs. I honestly have no idea. Do we know no if idea. he's going to be
0: able to play yet? Or no? We he's getting MRI now,
4: like, as we speak now. So. Well, that would
0: be disappointing if he couldn't play, obviously. It he's going to be. be bummed, so hopefully he'll be but all right. But the games
4: are in Canton. You should go check them out. You get all your tickets, information, and needs at USFL.com. So, so how many teams for make the playoffs? Recovery. I
0: think four. So do we know who they're playing? That's a no. Okay. No. We'll figure it out by tomorrow show.
4: <laughs> Boogie's usually my answer. Like, Boogie comes in. Yeah, right. Boogie, who you playing answer. this week? All right. so I'll you be say, Listen, There you go. We, we had a blast when we all went down. We had fun. Boy, you came. Yeah. Uh, I have followed the XFL outside of Boogie, uh, the the USFL outside of Boogie, extremely minimally. Yeah. Like, extremely, extremely. By
0: minimally. the way, speaking of that stadium in Canton,
2: um, excellent soft pretzels there. Got to give them uh, major kudos. Hey, man. You know, soft pretzels is the staple you know, I, I you know, when I go to uh, when I go to the movie theater, I just eat dinner there because you can't just have nachos and you can't just have a.
1: Pretzel. You could buy a steak for what it costs you for pizza yeah. and M and M's at the movie oh, theater. Listen, or,
2: oh, listen, it, it's sixty dollars. You buy pizza no, at a movie I'm, theater? I'm in popcorn, popcorn. Oh, popcorn. It's sixty dollars. Oh, they get listen. You trying to go out like you doing something? because you know that you know they're going to upsell you on the drink. The drink yeah. is like five it's five ninety five to start with. Yeah, it cost ninety five
1: Eight ninety five for this <laughs> 32 ounce. It's you so get funny. One free refill line. I leave the concession stand up and they're like it's uh forty seven twenty. I'm like forty seven dollars for snacks. Crazy. So we always you guys not smuggle? We always smuggle. Nah, we go I the to the grocery store. We go to the grocery store and load up my wife's purse. No. Nah. You're everything.
0: loaded. You're making big money. <laughs> what is going on here? You guys ain't smuggling spendin- food?
1: I, I am not loaded and I ain't spending it at the movie theater. <laughs> no, no, I will bring I bring my candy
2: in there. The candy that's from the gas station. Does but, anybody here get hot dogs in a movie theater? Oh, that's God. No, that's disgusting. No. It's vile. Hot dogs are inappropriate. They they, they, they
0: look like they boil and uh, boil hot dogs pizza and hot pizza. The movie is inappropriate. Meant, meant inappropriate.
1: popcorn popcorn and popcorn and milk duds. Oh my
0: God, I get I get
2: popcorn. My son gets nachos and bunch of crunch. I just realized when I was growing up, I was eating a bunch of garbage. Like I was like back Why now you're not eating a bunch of I garbage? mean who boils hot dogs and has that little film it looked like that little film of like dirty tub water at the top. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm like, why is this boiled out? And then you'd be like, it's and then you'd be like, these ain't even all beef. This is chicken neck, turkey and hooves. I'm- this is bad, bro. <laughs> nasty. And, and then true. we never had hot dog buns. I'm like, man, I ain't yeah. see no hot dog, but it was regular white bread. Oh, really? Yeah, like Movie theater. They put a hot dog. No, in white at bread? my house. We wouldn't go oh, to the movies. Oh, we couldn't go to the movies. They'd be like, shut up. Don't ask. Yeah, you know, no food like, or we would go on field trips. See this while like See, so when you went to the game, right? Yeah, you bought them snacks back in the day people coaches and people you went to the game with yeah that was byO on b B-Y-O-O-B. You yeah. bring your own snack money right so that was nice of you now yeah. I would go and they'd be like I just stopped going I said listen if you're not gonna send me with a 20 I'm not going to the field trip I'm yeah, right. tired of looking around being yeah, part everybody else is eating everybody else yeah I'm gonna stay right. crib. all right Mikey what do you got for us
4: so shout out to the chat. We found out Pittsburgh is playing the Michigan Panthers, the team we saw them, oh, the play, we saw them play and then beat, which means you can expect a low scoring affair because yeah. both those offenses were abysmal. So bet all the under, quarterbacks were and uh, hopefully Boogie will eat again and have Big a couple more security was no joke sacks, on the field.
1: because so. I took the boys down the fields they like yeah. could run the 40 and Boogie was over there signing autographs and he was literally like 30 feet away. Yeah. And I tried rounding the corner of the end zone and they're like, Nope. Go that way. It's like, seriously? Like, and then we Jason no- went, Do you know who I am? No, I would never. You would pull that card before. <laughs> I would never. Oh, pull you
0: it. 100% would pull that card. I have card. never done that in my life. You Bull would. Wood. You do not well know me as well as you think. I would never do that. Oh, uh, I'd I'd want to secretly, <laughs> but I would never actually do it. <laughs> I would actually never do that. You think I would do that? Yes, this? I think 100 oh, very All right, let's Jason. take
1: a poll. Who thinks, who thinks Bull yeah, would I do think, that?
0: I think Bull would. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can't believe you guys think I would do that. I would never do that. I I've think you, never I think done that. Would. Who who but Don't you know who I am?
4: We'll put that in the YouTube chat. We'll get the answer later. Let's talk about our next topic here. No,
0: was... we're talking about the fact you've all insulted me <laughs> by <laughs> oh, saying please. that I would do that. What am I? Who was that idiot woman reporter who did that and got busted at the garage? Remember? Oh, remember? She talked to the woman who was behind the counter taking money in a garage. She's like, you're oh, nothing. Oh, Britt it. McHenry. Britt McHenry. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Gee, I'm not. I'm, the people that do that are awful well, human there, beings. there are
1: degrees to do. You know who I would I am. never do. There that. are degrees to it. Now, I, what I, I mean, you did berate a little league umpire. First of all, <laughs> first of all.
0: I didn't berate him, I got angry, and then I apologized. You did. Because I lost my cool, I went up to him after the game, and in fact, his parent, his mom, sent me an email thanking me for apologizing, because I'm sure other people have yelled at him, and never apologized. I lost my cool, I didn't like it. I told my team I handled it appropriately, and I I was uh, embarrassed by that. Uh, And I certainly lose my temper, but I would never say, do you know who I am? I might think it, (laughs) but I would never actually say it. Go ahead, Mike.
4: All right, so our next topic yeah. leads us into our big topic of the day, which is the Cleveland trade value rankings. But to get there, let's start with a proposed trade that was thrown out on a podcast over the weekend in jest. Zach Lowe, ESPN's and Why NBA would you throw out a
0: trade in jest?
4: They were just talking. It was him, Jonathan Gavoni, and yeah. Bobby Marks just talking about trades. Hypothetical trades, I think, would spice up the league if they wanted to have some fun. Like They weren't saying these are talked about. These are just... These would be fun. Trends, By the way, but,
0: nothing spicy about this trade at all. I don't know, how is this trade very spicy? It's it's not really spicy. I, I tend to agree with you on that side.
4: But they're just throwing out a couple potential options. And one of them that popped up that then, as it does in the Twitter sphere, it says it, then it gets aggregated as they're reporting it. And if you go back and listen, they were just talking about hypothetical options. They proposed this. How about Kristaps Porzingis to the Cleveland Cavaliers in exchange for Jared Allen dean wade Jetty osmond and a couple of second round picks
0: see here's the thing before we get into the fact obviously this jason's going to lose his mind about why this trade would never happen and that's fine before we get to it here's what happened because this wizards sons trade the wizards got completely destroyed in this deal not that um, bradley bill is that great but they got nothing for him yep because that happened now every tom dick and harry thinks well my team can make a trade right. where well, we get nothing the odd, the thing with Bradley Beal, which made it weird is he and you would know better than I, Jason, I believe is one of the very few players that had a trade a no trade clause. Yeah, those things are like that's big in baseball. It doesn't really happen in the NBA that much. Why they gave it to him. I have no idea. So he basically said to him, here's where I'm going. You can get, you know,
1: so they had no leverage whatsoever in a trade and it's a mammoth contract, a mammoth. Right. He's contract. overpaid. Yeah. He's good, but not great. So here's this hulking boulder yeah. and you don't even get to decide where you drop it. Right. right so right. That, that was. Yeah. So there's no comparison no, really to other situations. No. Porzingis they could actually get assets for. Right. And they would have. Zach. I, I love Zach. Like I have a ton of respect for Zach. Yeah. I think he's terrific at what he does. He knows better than to throw that out there. That's never going to happen because why would the Wizards want Jared Allen and, and I was going to say trash, but I'm trying to be nice to the people involved. Yeah. But why would the wizards want any part of that deal? You could get, you could actually get a number one for Brzingis right now today that is far better than anything else on that list. They don't want Jared Allen at $20 million a year, Jared Allen. I know everyone's down on him now. I know I get it. And ultimately I don't know that you can play two non-shooting bigs together. We've had that conversation a hundred times, but I, I think that there is value to Jared Allen, just not to the wizards. So there's no way that that ev- ever gets done, and I don't know why they bothered to throw that out there. That's, that's a waste of time.
2: Man, every, every single day, I wake up, and somebody got a problem with my trade. No, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, the Cavs are screwed. They're screwed. Um, because we, the reason we overvalue Jared Allen is because we know he's not that good and we can't get anything for him. So instead of just being like we're stuck with a contract that's bad from a guy who can't space the floor, yeah, we'll hope all of a sudden he gets but some sort of game. We can't do anything. There about. is but a
1: lot of value. Trade him, right? Like there, there is value to Jared Allen. There yeah. really is. Just not to get the guys that everybody wants to get. You have well, to be realistic about who you can get. Right. I mean, the, the cat. Listen, the Cavs don't have any trade assets, guys. Like they, they <laughs> that, have, they pushed everything. They opened the cupboard door and they threw everything at Utah. Right. There is nothing left. They cannot trade a first-round pick until the year of our Lord, 2031.
2: That's crazy. Like, well, they can do
1: those swaps like They like can't that. Even do that. They gave Utah the swaps. That is crazy. They, they have, have nothing. For those other years, they gave Utah yes. swaps. they gave Utah swaps in 26. Utah controls the Cavs draft from, what is it, 25 okay. through 29? All right, 29. so, yes. Jay,
0: here's, here to me is the more important question that you guys need to answer, and I will answer as well. Should the Cavs at this point, you said, we keep asking, can you win with two big guys that can't shoot from, you know, from distance? No. It feels like you can't win that way in this NBA. So it seems to me that they really have to trade Jared Allen to develop some sort of new mix. So at this point, if you're the Cavs, does it make sense to shop him, see what the best offer you can get is, and do it?
1: Yes. What you need is what you can't get for Jared Allen. Yeah. You need playmaking wings. You need right. guys who can three and D guys shoot guys who can handle the ball. But you a little can bit. get somebody, maybe not as good as you'd like. I mean But but you but what Jarrett provides you defensively, there's value there. And you can't just throw the baby out with the bathroom. No, but I'm not oh, saying oh, no, give no, him no. away for nothing. No, 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 I'm no. saying get the best you can. Is the best you can get worth trading him? I don't I, I don't I don't know. I don't I'm not in on those conversations. But yeah. here's here's like the little cheat code that fixes the two non-shooting bigs. If Evan Mobley learns to friggin' shoot that makes this look a whole lot easier. Now, is it realistic to think that, I mean, he regressed as a three point shooter this year. Mm-hmm. Is it realistic to think that he's going to jump to 35% next year? Probably not. But if, 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 if Evan develops on the perimeter a little bit more, the way that they thought that he would in the way that I still think he can, it doesn't always come on our timeline, right? Sure. Like he's going into year three and it doesn't always happen the way that we want it to happen to. But if he takes another step that alleviates a lot of the two non-shooting bigs thing i think that Jarrett, what he provides defensively i i, I know everyone's down on him everyone is yelling at him over the next thing and i get it but i just think that we're overlooking that there there is still a lot of good that he does and and i have said and i still say yes i would entertain the thought of trading him yes i just don't know that the deal is out there that's going to bring you back what you need the calves have done the hard part like i think i put that in the group text theoretically like getting the stars, developing the core pieces. That's really hard to do. They've got that part down. This is supposed to be the easy part in filling out the rest of the roster, finding shooting. That's supposed to be a lot easier than finding the Donovan Mitchell piece, the Darius Garland piece, the Evan Mobley. That's what, I don't know the exact number, 22 teams around the league are trying to do that. They've got that part. They need everything else. Well, here's the problem is why we're doing that and they think that they're going
2: magically, the Evan Mobley, I, I have a problem banking when you trying to win today, I got a problem asking a 20 year old to be the savior and I think we've we've asked Evan Mobley to turn into Kevin Garnett and he has not shown that that's even in his game plan like Chris Bosch like he's not even a better shooter than Bosch at this point. Could he get there? Sure. He could be a little Marcus Aldridge and develops five six years away from now, but the reality of it is once you made the trade for Donovan Mitchell. Now you in the game. You here, front row and center. That's why they tell people no snitching. You know what you you know what happens if you snitch, right? You here for a reason. You know what comes with the game when you do bad things? Take your responsibility. The Cavs are here today. They made the trade as a bunch of swaps. So they don't have assets. So you have to look at it and say, "Oh, what is my best trade chip to get better?" Well, there's two ways you can look at it. One is Jared Allen, one is Donovan Mitchell. And if you trade Donovan Mitchell this year to get the most from him, you just admitted that you made a grave mistake. Because that means you traded your whole future for one year in which you lost yeah, in the first round. And don't you Donovan so you Mitchell can't right trade now. him. No, so, trade
1: Donovan Mitchell. So,
2: but other teams like the Miami Heat, who are now interested in Damian Lillard. They look at you like, oh, I smell blood in the water, because every team in the East is looking to get better. Because it's a crapshoot; it's up in the air. The Celtics are looking at Porzingis. The Celtics wouldn't mind getting Kyle Kuzma. All these other teams feel feel like their window is open too. And the Cavs can't sit there and just put their head in the sands and say, "Well, Jared Allen provides back." Jared Allen provides defense. No, Jared Allen provides defense in the regular season. We've
1: seen what his defensive prowess was in playoff time. It was zero. Well, it was zero, but it was also one. It was. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't. It's love, a small sample size. Yeah, I it mean, was but zero. He's, he's right. He's, he's right. Zero. Zero. It was, but it a, was negative. a small sample. It was an, size. And he's and he's been to the playoffs before. Yeah. He yeah, played yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. I was confused, but a couple things. Number one, they're not asking Mobley to save them. That's Donovan and Darius's job. They're asking Mobley to stretch the floor. It's a big difference. You don't have to carry the entire franchise. And number two, the whole idea, like I know, like We've talked about it in the past about Damian Lillard. Should the Cavs go after Damian Lillard? Trade Dar- like, should Denver? What what year is Jokic in? What do we say? Eight? He's in year eight. This is eighth year. What's yes. mu- what's Murray? Year seven. I think six.
4: Maybe no. It's it's nine and seven. That's what it is. Nine and seven.
1: Jokic is two years older than Murray. Okay, so should Denver have traded Jamal Murray for Russell Westbrook after his second or third year? Like you know, you're short you're, 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 you're already up against it now with Donovan and the amount of time that you have against, him. we've, we've covered that if you were to do something rash and go get another veteran, who's not going to be here for long, you had a window that was quite long and slammed it shut. And it, that just doesn't make sense to me because again, we want these things right now. And I get it as fans, you want it right now, but it took Denver seven and nine years with their two best players for it to figure it all out. And the calves the Donovan thing is a separate conversation. Yeah. You don't have that long with Donovan, right? But you do have Darius and Evan that long, and so I just don't think that you start rushing to make knee-jerk emotional trades now. That's going to cut off what you could have. It may not happen in year three. I get what you say. But there's year four, year five, year six. But with I, that's not well. enough. I don't. But I just don't believe. I don't
2: believe Darius and, and Mobley are enough. That, what I was going to ask is like
0: that. That's a big That's almost saying well. We think Darius and, and Mobley are going to be Murray and no, Porzingis. No, no, but, but, uh, Por, not Porzingis. But
1: Jokic. in year four, and year two of Jokic and Murray, did you ever think they would win a championship together? Probably not. Probably no. not. And no. that's what I'm saying. You just don't know where it's going. But Darius is really friggin' good. And Evan, it, Evan and, is and, unbelievably and talented And that's why, now. to
0: me, the answer is getting the most you can get for Allen. Well, who's the best guy? Mike, Jason, whatever. Who do you think is the best wing shooter that you could realistically get for Jared Allen?
4: Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: Yeah, it's not an elite guy because it's – we talked about it before on the show. Yeah. When you have – it's like a quarterback in the NFL. Right. It's like starting pitching in baseball. When you have it, you don't get rid of it. But if when Tim, we do the trade Hard. When would we you do the trade, trade Jared Allen for Tim Hardaway Jr.? Bowl, no, I don't think I would, no. I when we do the so. trade
4: value thing in a sec, Yeah. positional value matters, and yeah. a non-shooting big in today's NBA does not have the equivalent value of a player of Allen's skill set to a much less skilled wing, but because they play different positions and shooting in 3 and D guys are so much more valuable, you'd be downgrading so, the overall so, talent level. Hold on your so, team. So,
2: so hold on, let me get this right. So, Kobe Altman gave a big contract to a non shooting big who is now here he can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. He then made multiple pick swaps with Utah and gave yeah. away all our picks forever. He knew Donovan Mitchell probably wasn't going to sign an a, a she- offer sheet, an extension here. And now you don't have any cap space or draft picks to do anything, and you are as is. I mean, if was that? We were,
1: we were all, I but know, in favor
2: it. of all those moves.
1: And, but we loved it. Yeah. And, and their top four. Is pretty freaking good. Yeah. Against a lot of other and, teams. And and for all And they're still going to get better. Like And you're right. And for all the complaining you and I are doing,
0: they might run it back with the same team and have some success in the playoffs next absolutely. year. Absolutely. Just because they didn't
1: this year doesn't like, mean didn't we they have a fence rider question last week? I wasn't here about, like, could they contend for a top two spot? Yeah, you and me right. were the yeah.
4: only ones who I said, said yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, contend and earn are two different uh, words. And, uh, right, and I wouldn't break up the – I just feel like
0: – and, and yes, it's to some degree, it's definitely prisoner of the moment. But it feels like Jared Allen is an out-of-place – player in this, when they generation when, of basketball, when
1: they signed him to the deal, I had conversations with people in yeah. there in the, in the organization going, you could scheme him off the floor in a playoff series. Is that really worth 20 million? Yeah. And I've kind of flip flopped multiple times on that where I thought, no, oh, they overpaid. And then watching them thought, no, he can play He can stay on the floor and then watching how the Knicks guarded him, And yeah. again, it's not necessarily the Jared Allen problem. It's the Mobley piece. Mobley has to shoot better. And if Mobley, I think they expected Mobley to take a step last year in his shooting, that didn't come. Now, I'm still incredibly high on Evan Mobley, but he did not shoot the ball as well as they hoped that he would. Again, right. if Mobley is a stretch four, which he's not yet, but had he evolved into more of that player, if he took that step, it's a lot easier to play Jared Allen. That's right. And it, you know what? In the
0: end, as bad as Jared Allen was in the playoffs, the number one reason they lost in the playoffs is because Donovan Mitchell didn't play like a he's super He's terrible. Ball. That was the he's number terrible. one reason. Yeah. So, for all the flaws, and they're all fair, if Donovan Mitchell had played like a superstar, maybe the Cavs win that series and were thinking differently.
2: Hey, look, i tell them about this. Yeah. I, same thing I told the Browns. Hey, look, if you want to just run it back, um, and that's just what you want to do, understand that if you don't perform next year, all bets are off. The whole thing, you're, yeah, ne- is, you're, right. you're next to... That's right. A, a small teardown. Like if you want to say we're not going to do much and you didn't do any anything and you saw other people around the league doing stuff and, and they're getting better, they're going out and get guys and you don't do well next year, understand that that means your coach is probably looking at looking at an un- unemployment
0: line. Yeah. Oh,
1: J.B. will get fired. And, they, Donovan,
2: and Donovan Mitchell will and, get and, traded. Or, year or Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell
0: will request a trade. Yeah. If they run it back basically with some different parts and pieces
1: on the end, and losing the first round again, yeah, it's a total disaster. They have to they have to develop the margins now. They have to find shooting Yeah, on the margins. Shooting, shooting, I've do said they it have, a million times. Do they have any – they don't have much cap room, though. No, I mean, they've got the mid-level exception. They can spend about $12.5 million. $12, $12.5, I okay. think, is the number. 10 or 12 something like that, which doesn't go as far anymore as it used to, right? quite and, and, honestly. But they do have – they can add a serviceable piece, a rotational piece with that. One hundred percent, but they also need they need they either need Dean Wade to pull himself together and get over whatever happened. But again, yeah. you're not asking Dean Wade to carry you. No, I know you're asking yeah. Dean Wade to make three threes a night and grab a few rebounds. You're that's asking him to asking. be a rotational player. Yeah, you're okay. just asking him to make a couple of threes and grab yeah. a couple of rebounds. That's it. Yeah. It's not a it's not a high bar. No, that that's you're asking not. For. The, I agree. the
2: indictment and this is to me this is a little bit of indictment. Well, will we talk about the Nuggets. Guess what the Nuggets did? They develop bench players. When you talk about the Heat, the Heat came out there with Jimmy Butler and bam and a bunch of Heat a bunch of undrafted guys. Listen, if you want to be played a small ball game and the Cavs don't want to go over the cap and we don't want to get rid of our four, well, is it not reasonable to say Develop me somebody. Yeah. Get me somebody. I mean, on Where, where's your G, G League guys? Where's the guy that was and, a diamond in the rough Where's those they guys? They haven't at?
1: done that. Well, they have. I can't believe how much time I've spent defending the Cavs today. Yeah. I'm goodness. looking for him. Ooh, but- Jason would become a Cavs apologist at his old age. <laughs> but I mean, now now they need to develop shooting. Yeah. The guys that they have haven't really shot it necessarily, although Dean Wade should be one of those guys. Like Dean Wade is an undrafted guy that they developed. They gave him a twenty-five million dollar contract. Like that's one of those guys that fits exactly what you're talking about. He just lost his mind when Kevin left, and it he just completely unraveled. So, by but, the way, so
0: for all the criticism we leveled at the Cavs, myself included, for cutting Kevin Love, not when it happened, but later, yeah. you know, he was a non-factor for Miami. I think
1: he played a the Cavs he, wouldn't have won this. Uh, he Knicks played in the Kevin
4: NBA Lund. finals and started. Yeah, he wasn't saving them from the Knicks. but Right, right. He, was played. Still, but he
1: played a role. He filled a need Sure. he filled a need that the Cavs had rebounding in a three point shooting, but they still but probably played. lose that next series. Oh, he's not yeah. the player that he was. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, like Lamar Stevens yeah. is a guy that they have developed. They picked up off the scrap heap. They developed him. Dean Wade's another one. Now again, you need shooting. You've got to have shooting. They've right. got to develop shooting and find shooters. But they have actually done. They've done a better job, I think, under this regime than they did. Yeah, but those previously. guys are not guys comfortable using them. They didn't use them. But, you know. Yes, but again, like the Cavs got here way faster than I thought they could. Okay, like, that's fair. They sped up their own timetable. So. But t- now that's like, got to happen. Like the, th- like the guys that Miami used. Yeah. They weren't guys that were minimum guys undrafted rookie guys like they've been, they've been in the system for a couple years. Yeah, that's developed. fair. So that's it fair. takes a little bit of time to do this stuff. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, if you go back, this was one of the criticisms I had of like the, the first rebuild who, uh, aside from Delhi, who did they find and develop and turn into something, a useful piece off a of scrap heap or on the margins? Really nobody. This team got off to a terrible start. This version, those first couple of post LeBron years, this yeah. time were awful, but they've done a nice job of finding the Lamar Stevens, the Dean Wade's the throwaway guys and developing them into useful rotational pieces. Now they didn't yeah. help you in the playoffs right. because you got to have shooting in the playoffs. You have got to be able yeah. to shoot and, they and that's the next done that. step. They've they got to find, yeah. they've got to find shooters. All right, let's leave
0: it there. Go ahead, Mike.